Kiddushin Dav Samachtet. The last thing we were discussing was the source to why if a Jewish man married a Goya or a Shifha, the child is like them, not like him. And we discussed what would happen with all the Pesukim as a result. And with that, we're going to start Samachtet Amud Aleph. Five lines in by the Mishnah. Rabbi Tarfon Omer. Yecholin Mamzerin Litaher. There's a possibility of mamzerin to be fixed from their invalidity, meaning there is a way where they ha- they can have children, and their children can marry regular Jews. Ketzad, how? Mamzer shenasa shivha, if a mamzer married a shivha, havalad aived, the child is an aived like her. Shihrero, once he frees this child, nimtsaha ben ben horin. The child is now considered a free person. He's a regular Israel kasher. No, this is still an Ayved Mamzer. Even if you free him, he's still considered an Ayved and he's a Mamzer. He's not allowed to marry a Israelite. And the Gemara starts, The question is, Was he talking or can this Ayved do this on purpose, Lachat do this? Or it's only if he did it, the child is kosher. So Tashema, Amru lo l'rebitafon hachemit, o l'rebitafon tihata et hazecharim. You just fixed the, the male's mamzerim. Uh, All they have to do is go to the place, say they're an Ayved Kenanit, they could lie about it. Okay, they'll let him marry Shifa Kenanit. He'll have a child, they'll free the child, child is Okay. The problem is, you fix the males, you didn't help the women. Women don't do these type of things. Uh, and even if she's a shifha, she's not going to go from place to place uh, trying to figure out loopholes to get married. Now, now if you said, Rebita Fon says, you're allowed to do this, you don't really have to go to anywhere else. You could just uh, say that you're an Ivid Ivory. And uh, you could just uh, free the child. And mamzeret And you could even have a mamzeret marry Ayavit Kenani and free the child. And he's going to be a kosher child. Obviously, when we didn't say all this, obviously what Rabbi Tarfon meant was just b'di'avad, it's okay. But the Gemara says, no, maybe he really means you're allowed to do it l'chadchila. And really a mamzeret could go marry an Ayavit. But the problem is with an Ayavit, is Ayavid and Lohayis. Avadim don't have any lineage. So he's always going to go after his mother and he's going cons- to be considered a, sl- a mamzer still. So the Gemara brings another proof. Tashema, the Ushpiz the Rabbi Simlai Mamzerava. Rabbi Simlai was being hosted by Mamzer. And Rabbi Simlai told him, Iakdematach, Tihartin Hulebenach. If I would have known you before you got married, I would have found a way where your children would have been tahor. Now, now if you would have said, if you would say that what Rabbi Tafon says that whole loophole is then great. Then Rabbi Sim, Simlai would have fixed this person But if you would, if you held that Rabbi Tafon would only allow this with the avad, then what would Rabbi Simlai tell this mamzer to do before? Meaning, if it's b'di'avad, you can't tell him to go do a hila. So the Gemara says, you know what? Rabbi Tafon really said it b'di'avad. And when Rabbi, Ta, uh, when Rabbi Simlai said that he would have been Mitahir's children, he would have given him an idea. Go steal money. Go uh, be sold as an ivory because you can't pay it back. And you'll be able to marry Shifha Kenanit. 
and you'll be able to uh, free the, uh, the son of the Shifha Kenanit, and he'll become Jewish. The Gemara says, how could you say that? Because in Rabbi Simla's time, there was no Avid Ivri. Ivri only happens when there's a Yovel, and there wasn't Yovel at that time. Rather, you have to go back and say that Rabbi Tafon says you could do this loophole. He could free the, the son of the Shifha and his son won't be a Mamzer. And uh, by the way, over the years, this has been brought up uh, in order to fix Mamzerim situations. If a person's a Mamzer, maybe we'll, uh, he'll marry some Goya. Leshem Avdut, she'll they'll do one of these uh, legal fake sort of things where she'll she'll sell herself to him as a slave instead of marriage. They'll sell, she'll be his slave. They'll have children and then he'll free the slave. The question is, can you do that today or not? A very interesting sugya. Rabbi Eliezer says that if a woman was with uh, with Ayved, uh, the child still stays a mamzer. He's not only a slave; he's a mamzer also. And Amar Rabbi Lazar, might Ahmed Rabbi Eliezer, why is Rabbi Eliezer hold that the child is still a mamzer? So Rabbi Eliezer will explain that Amar Kira because the pasuk says law, meaning after ten generations he still can't come mikal Hashem. What's law? Halech ahar We're always going to go after the invalid part of his lineage, even ten generations later. Meaning he's always going to be asur even past that. Verabanan, what do they do with the word law? That's what he said, who married a mamzeret, that the child is a mamzeret. I would have thought, I would have thought, you go after the father, and therefore the child should be kasher. That's why the law, it says, even the 10th generation, that we're always going to go after the invalid part of his lineage, and even if we have to go after the mother, he's a mamzer. He needs the pasuk for Esau who married a mamzeret. How do we know that a mamzer married a shivha that the child is a mamzer? Lav, he'll tell you, Lav, he'll tell you, even though it says, we go after the father, but still, when he's still married to Mamzeret, you have the law to come tell you that he's going to go after the mother. Same thing, same thing over here. It says that, uh, that uh, the maidservant and her children will go to the master. And comes the law, and says, you're not going to be a regular slave, you're going to be a mamzer also. Vera Banan, what's the, what's the reason Rabbanan don't learn like Rabbi Eliezer? Because they'll tell you, they'll tell you a child in the, in the stomach or the womb of a shivha is like the, a child in, in the stomach of an animal, meaning there is no lineage. And so you can't learn anything from the word law when it comes to a shivha. It's not even like a person, and therefore you can't compare cases. Hadran Allah and now we're starting the fourth parak of Masechet Kiddushin. Now this Mishnah is going to talk about the Asara Yuhasin Alumi Babel, the ten lineages that came out of Babel. Meaning, when Ezra came out of Babel, the important families, the Hashu families, wanted to come with him, and that left uh, all different types of Jews in Babel. And some of them were Pasul families, some of them were kosher families, and there was no Tamid Hacham over there to make sure that the kosher families don't get mixed up with uh, invalid families. 
So what he did was he took all the invalid families and told them, come with me to Eretz Yisrael. And this way, he was sort of their babysitter to make sure they don't marry anyone that is valid. So there was 10 groups that came with him. Number one was Kahaneh uh, with the Kohanim. Number two, Levim, Israel. That was number three, regular kosher Israelim. Number four was Halaleh, was uh, Halalim, the Kohanim who married divorcees or women who got Halitza already. Uh, they're not kosher Kohanim, but they're kosher to marry Israel. Number five was Gereh, converts, Viharureh. These were slaves that have been freed. Mamzere, number seven is Mamzerim. Netine, Netine is the Givonim. They were a tribe of Goyim that came to Yahshua, making believe they came from a far land and they wanted to make peace. And Yahshua said they're not going to be part of the Jewish people. We're not allowed to marry them. Number nine was the Shetuke, and number 10 was the Asufi. And we'll explain soon what they are. So, number one, two, and three. They're allowed to marry each other. There's no problem. They're allowed to marry each other. Just Kohanim are not allowed to marry a slave that was freed. He's not allowed to marry converts. The converts, the freed slaves, the mamzerim, the netinim that converted, the shetuke and the asufe are allowed to marry one another. The idea with the mamzer, it says he's loyavo bikal Hashem. Bikal Hashem, he's not going to come, but he's allowed to marry uh, people who were not part of Kal Hashem to start off with. Therefore, he's allowed to marry uh, the gere, the hairure, netine, etc. Ve'eluhem shetuke. The following are shetuke. Kol If someone knows who his mother is, he just doesn't know who his father is. So whenever he calls out a man, uh, daddy, his mother tells him to be quiet. That's called shetuke, like shtok. Asufi is called shen esaf minashuk. Anyone who was gathered, he was a child, you found him in the street, you took him in. We don't know who the father or mother is. That's called an asufi, he was gathered. Abba Shaul would call a shetuki a badukim, meaning uh, check into him. You could check into his mother, who was she with, they try to figure it out, and if, you know, if she said I was with a kosher person, maybe we could believe her, and that's why you would call him a beduki. Next, Gemara says, Asara yohasin alumi babel. Ten lineages, ten groups came out of Babel. alumi babel. Nitni halchul Israel. Why does it say alu, they went up from Babel? They should just say they went to Israel. So the Gemara explains, The Mishnah was telling us a side point, like it says, that you have, to, you have to stand up and go up to the place to where Hashem chooses. It's coming to teach me that Beit HaMikdash is on the highest point of Israel. Israel is taller, it's higher than all the other lands. So now, Israel. I understand how the Beit Hamikdash is taller than all of Israel. Because it says, "If you have any fights in your in your gates, meaning at home, you have to get, uh, go up and to the place where Hashem chooses." So you see, it says, "Get up, go up," meaning it's towards a higher place. How do we know that Israel is taller than all the other countries? 
וזה צז, לכן הנה ימים באים נאום השם, לא יאמר עוד חי השם אשר העלה את בני ישראל ממצרים. There's going to be days that we're not going to say that השם took בני ישראל out of מצרים, he brought them up out of Egypt. כי אם חי השם אשר העלה ואשר הביא את בני ישראל מצפון מכל הארצות אשר ידחתים שם, rather we're going to say, השם brought us up from all the other countries. It's coming to tell me that all the other countries are lower than Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael is higher. So now, Why does it would have to say that it came out of Babel? They, they went up from Babel. Just say they went to Eretz Yisrael. I mean, what's the Hidush of Babel? So, It helps That Ezra did not leave Babel until he made it like fine flour, and then he came out. Meaning he made sure that there was no pasul, there was no person with invalid lineage in Babel. He brought them up to watch over them, and then he went up. So the only people that were left in Babel were Kshirim. Itmar, it was said, Abaya Amar Alum Elehen Tanan. Abaya held that the people from Babel came up on their own. Rabbah said that no, he had to, had to force them out of there. And Abaya and Rabbah argue in regards to what Rabbi Lazar said. Rabbi Lazar said that Rabbi Lazar said that Ezra didn't leave Babel until he made it clean, meaning all the all the psulim he took out of there, he left only Ksherim over there, so that's why uh, they, we don't have to worry about who they mix in with. Abaye let led Rabbi Lazar. Abaye, he said, Alu, they came up on their own. He doesn't hold of Rabbi Lazar. He felt that it wasn't up to Ezra. They did it on their own. And Rabbah, it led Rabbi Lazar. Rabbah holds what Rabbi Lazar said, that, that Ezra was the one who did it. Now, Ibaitima, or you could say the Khulay Alma it lehud Rabbi Lazar, or you could say everyone agrees with what Rabbi Lazar said. Vihaka bihaka if again the mahlokit between Abaye and Rabbah is different. More so Abaye held Afrushe Afrushinu that Ezra is the one who separated all the Pasulim in Babel. And once uh, the people figured out which ones are Pasul, which ones are not Pasul, okay, the people uh, realized, okay, we can't marry these people, and Umin Afshai was Seliku, and on their own, the Psulim said, okay, we have nothing to do with you, no one's marrying us, they went there to Israel, and that's how it ended up being uh, sold Nekiya, fine flour. Umar Sabar never held Be'akor Hayu Asukinu, that Ezra forced them out of out of Babel and he brought them to Israel. Now, Bishlam Aleman de Amar Alu, according to Abaye, who said they went up on their own Hainu de Amar, Vuda Amar Shemuel, Kolan Sot Isal, Israel, Ve'eret Israel, Isal Babel. Then I understand what Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Shemuel that all the lands are considered a mixture, meaning the lineage over there is mixed. We don't know who's Kasher, who's Pasul. Compared to Eretz Israel, the Eretz Israel is considered Isa le Babel. It's considered a mixture, like a like a dough that is mixed with a bunch of things. It's considered dough compared to Babel. Meaning Babel had the best lineage because we took out anyone over there who might have invalid lineage. So according to Abaye, who said they went up on their own, I understand why Babel has the best lineage. El demande amar but according to Rabbah, who held that Isaiah was the one who forced him out, the people of Eretz Israel knew which ones are Pasul, and why are they considered the lower in regards of status of lineage compared to Babel. 
So the Gemara explains, That generation knew who was good, who was pasul, but for next generations, uh, no one was there making sure that everything stays uh, kosher. And that's why it was on a lower status than Babel. Now, and again, I understand the Korinth Abaye who said, Alu, they went on their own. That's why it says, by Ezra, I gathered them to the river. I was there for three days. I was looking at the people. I was looking at the Kohanim who came, who didn't come. And Isaac couldn't find a Levi over there going to Israel. And right away, Tosfot jumps up and says, what are you talking about? The Mishnah said that Leviim came up. It said, Kahane, Leviim came up with him. So Tosfot explains that, no, there were people who were Leviim. The problem is you could only find the Leviim with the broken thumbs, the ones who were taken out of the Beit HaMikdash. They were supposed to sing in Babylonia. They uh, they cut off their thumbs, so this way they can't play the music in Eretz uh, Israel. So they're the ones who came back, and those can't work in the Beit HaMikdash. That's what the, the Pasuk was talking about. You couldn't find Leviim to work in the Beit HaMikdash. But according to Rabbah, who said that Isaiah forced him up, he was careful who came with him, who wasn't careful with him. So why do you have to go into it by the river for three days? So the Gemara explains, He was careful who was Pasul, who was not Pasul, to take him out of out of Babel. However, he wasn't careful with the Kshirim, meaning he wasn't he wasn't careful to find out who comes from what family uh, who who comes from which shevet he wasn't careful with that when he was in babel he was only trying to figure out who was pasul or not now he's trying to figure out kohanim levim and, and the rest of the stuff and it's at that point where he realized that he couldn't find the levim that were kosher lavodah next we learned in the mishnah that there was 10 lineages that came out of babel kahane levie veisraele so the Gemara asks, Menal and Disliku, how do we know that they came up from Babel? Tehtiv, Vayeshevua, Kohanim, Vehalviim, Uminha'am, Vehamshorim, Vashorim, Vanitinim, Barahim, Vehol Sel Barahim. It says the Kohanim, Levim, the people, the ones who sing, the ones who are by the gate, the Netim, that's the Givuanim, everyone said in their cities, Vehol Sel, every old Visel in their cities. So you see, everyone came up. Next, we learn the Mishnah, Halale, Gerev, Harure. Halalim and Alan. How do we know that Halalim came up? Halalim is if the father's a Kohen but he married a divorcee or a woman who got a Halitza and the child is uh, not kosher to do work in the Beit HaMikdash. So how do I know they came with Tanya, We have a Brayta. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Gedola Hazaka. The concept of Hazaka. Hazaka is a presumption where I don't know something 100% but I'm, I'm almost positive. That's called the hazaka. There's a few different type of hazakot. Hazaka, oh, there's over, uh, let's say, over property. You have it for three years. It, it, it's an established presumption. That's what we're saying. An established presumption is so strong. That's what Rebiosi is trying to say, and you could rely on it. Shneemar, umibene akwanim, bene hobaya, bene hakots, bene bazilai, asher lakah me benot bazilai, giladi, isha, vaikare, al shemam. There was Kohanim, the children of Hobaya, Ben Yakots, the children of Barzilai, 
that uh, that they took from Mazilai Giladi and they were trying to find their their papers of lineage and they couldn't find it so they they made them pasul from the kehuna. And Hatashata, which was Nehamya, he's called Hatashata in Sefer Ezra, and uh, he told them, You can't eat any of the Kodesh Kodeshim, you can't work in the Beit Mikdash until we get a Kohen Gadol with Urim Vetumim to come and tell us uh, which one is a kosher Jew, which one's not a kosher Jew. And that's the equivalent of saying that I'm until the Mashiach comes, because at the time there was no Urim Vetumim. So it's the equivalent of telling someone, uh, okay, you're, you can't eat uh, any of the Kodashim until the Mashiach comes. But on the other hand, you are in your hazaka. What were you eating in the exile in Babel? You were eating in whatever is considered Kodesh in the exile, like Teruma. So Afka and also in Erzel Nami, you could eat whatever you were, whatever you have a hazaka of eating, you could continue eating that, but you can't eat from the Mizbeah. But bottom line is, you see that these Kohanim were Halalim, and you see that they came up with Ezra. So you see there's an issue with their lineage, and they came up with Ezra. Now, now, according to the rabbis who hold, that if you see a Kohen eating Teruma, then you could uh, rely that he's a Kohen, and if a person's a Kohen, he can marry his daughter, you don't have to worry about her being a Halala. Okay, according to him, but these Kohanim, let's say they're Halalim and they have a Hazaka eating from uh, Terumah and Babel. But the problem is if people see them eating Terumah over here, they're going to say that they're regular Kohanim. The Gemara explains, no, Shani Hatam it's different. Once they came to Eretz Yisrael, their Hazaka got weakened because they're not eating from the Mizbeah. Now, Tosfot right away asks, but what are you talking about? People are going to think they're from Terumah, and they're going to let them eat Kotshem Mizbeach, and from Kotshem Mizbeach, they're going to say that they're kosher to marry. So Tosfot explains, what's the weakening of their Hazakah? Is that they're asking for their book of lineage, and they don't have it. Or they're going to, people are going to know that this family, they couldn't, uh, they couldn't support the, the proper paperwork in order to be considered kosher Kohanim. So their Hazakah got ruined over there. Okay, so if that's the case, what's the, when Rabbi Yossi said, oh, Hazaka is great, what was he talking about? So the Gemara explains, When they were in Babel, they were eating teruma of outside of itself, which is derabanan. But in the end, when they came to itself, they were eating even teruma that's deoraita. Or you could say, Or you could say, even in Eretz Yisrael, they only ate Terumah de Rabbanan, not Teoraita. And when we make someone a Kohen, or we consider him a Kohen from Terumah, if he's eating Terumah, and then we could, uh, we could expect him to be considered a kosher Kohen in regards to lineage, that's only by Deoraita. If he's eating Terumah Deoraita, but if he's only eating Terumah Derabanan, then we're not going to say that you're a kosher Kohen for lineage purposes. The Gemara says, Ihach, if that's the case, my Gedola Hazaka, then if that's the case, what's so special about the Hazaka? So the Gemara explains, In the beginning, when they were eating Terumah Derabanan, we didn't have to worry that maybe they're going to come eat Terumah Deoraita. 
However, lebasov when they in the end when they came to Israel, afalgav deikal and migzar mishum terumad deoraita, even though. We should worry. Maybe they should not eat terumad de rabbanan because maybe they'll come to eat terumad de oraita. But still, the rabbanan achul be de oraita lo achul. They continue eating the uh, rabbanan because they have a hazaka for it, and that's the greatness of the hazaka. But de oraita they never ate. But we couldn't take the terumad de rabbanan away from them because they have a hazaka. Now the gemara has a problem. How could you say that they didn't eat terumad de oraita? It says vehaketiv. It says vayomer hatrashata laahem. It sounds like these halalim uh, they can't eat from the mizbeach. But anything else they could eat. So they could eat teruma even the oraita. It sounds like. So the explains. This is what the pasuk really tried to say. They could not eat anything that's considered kodesh or kadashim. Meaning, it says every stranger, not a Kohen, she's not allowed to eat Kodesh, and the Pasuk is talking about Teruma, not Kodashim, and not anything that's considered Kadashim, like anything the Kohanim get from the Shelamim. The Amar Kerat, the Pasuk says, a daughter of a Kohen, if she marries a stranger, he betrumata kodashim not ochel. She can't eat from the teruma of kodashim anymore. The amar more bamurami na kodashim not ochel. Anything that's been taken out of the kodashim, like korban shelamim and things like that, like the hazeh and shok and the chest area and the shank area of a korban that was taken out of a shelamim, you can't give it to this woman to eat anymore because that's it. She's she's not married to kohen. She's not part of the kohanim anymore. And you see, that's considered trumat kodashim. Next, gerev harure. Converts and slaves that have been freed came out of Babel also. Men Alan, how do we know that Ezra took them? Amar of Hazda, the Amar Kira, because the Pasuk says, nivdal aretz alehem. It says, anyone who was who separated himself from the Tum'ah of the people of Babel came with them, and you, that's, uh, that's the converts, that's the slaves that have been freed. All those came with Ezra from Babel. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem, Le'olam, Amen, Ve'amen.